Are you ready? Are you really ready? Can you dig it? Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. Can you happening? Can you happening? murder which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon the flesh of their victims. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hail to the king, baby. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 11 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent, flying solo today, but here once again to astound and amaze you with news and information from around the magic universe. Or just BS as always. So just kick back, relax, grab a beer, or a root beer for the kidlets, and enjoy the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this week I'm just basically going to be going over some uh, M11, talk a little bit about some of the cards that came out, my personal opinions on a few of those. I know that other shows and articles have discussed that ad nauseum, but I I still want to give some opinions on some of the high points, in my opinion, or low points, whichever the case may be. But other than that, I also wanted to uh, let you know what happened with the PTQ this weekend that I mentioned that I would be going or uh, attending online, and also wanted to uh, read some comments and discuss those. So, uh, if you need to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me via email at manascrewed at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of me online, TangentDYN is my online ID. And you can also get a hold of me via Twitter at TangentDYN. That's D-Y-N. So, anyway, I uh, will go ahead and start off right now with the, uh, the discussion about the M11 cards. And several cards have been spoiled at this point, and it seems like... Just about every show out there has discussed all of them, pretty much. <laughs> most most shows have discussed pretty much every card out there, but I wanted to go over the colors, what each got, and you know how I feel about the things that that we're seeing right now coming out with out of M11. Uh, to begin with, white. Uh, White seems to be revolving around a Johnny and more in more ways than it, than it ever has. Uh, not only do we assume from the, the spells that we've seen that the Planeswalkers are coming back, and that is an assumption, I just want to say, because it's not like we've never seen spells that were tied to other cards with the other cards not being there, but but we've got a Johnny, so we're assuming that, that we're going to see the Planeswalkers. Um, the Ajani, uh, with Ajani comes Lifelink. It seems like a lot of cards, or not even Lifelink, Lifelink, life Life Gain, excuse me, uh, seems like a lot of the cards have Life Gain or some advantage that comes with Life Gain. Such little goofy cards like an enchantment, two cost enchantment that gains you one life every upkeep, but then you see creatures that gain an advantage from when you gain life. So, so life gain seems to to have advantages beyond simply gaining life. Um, another thing, path is out, condemn is in, and well, we assume path is out, but that's a pretty good assumption. It's pretty much it's near to being fact as possible. Uh, 
condemn being in, there wouldn't be room for path. That would be silly to give white to one cost instance that destroy you. But uh, condemn being in, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I never particularly liked the card. A lot of people did. I didn't. I thought path was path is really good, and I think in the with the game the way it is now, with creatures being so abundant and really such an aggressive format as it stands, it seems like white needs path, but, you know, I, I personally don't want to be just condemning someone's creature and giving them the life from that, and then just to have them bring another one out the next turn. I'd much rather have it be gone from the game, but... You know, I guess I guess you don't have to deal with the, them gaining an extra land, which is also an advantage. So, uh, next, Bane Slayer is back. Ooh, ah, uh, I mean, I think it's cool, but I didn't. I'm not real surprised about it. I don't know why. It seems like everyone is super surprised that it came back, and I. It didn't. It didn't surprise me a whole lot. It's one of the most successful cards Magic's had in quite some time. So, uh. Other than that, uh, one of the the cards that really, to me, hasn't... I've never heard anyone talk about it. Maybe it's just because they hadn't seen it yet. The Sun Titan, Mythic 6-6. It's four white-white. When it enters the battlefield or attacks, return a creature from, the, from your graveyard with three mana cost or less uh, to the battlefield. So, well, what do you got? Okay, it costs six, which sucks, but we've already seen uh, that a lot of blue-white control is out there, and blue-white control may be able to possibly use that, considering there are certain cards that are coming out even in M11 where you certain blue creatures, which I'll get into in a moment, where you could actually possibly casting this card could actually get you a three-for-one. You... It's, it's, yeah, it may not survive much beyond putting it out, but if you get a three for one right off the bat, it's pretty hard to deal with that. I mean, you know, it may not be perfect. It's pretty high casting cost, but I, I do like the card. I like the card. I think it can be used. Um, if three cost or less isn't necessarily the best thing, but as we're seeing, some pretty decent three cost cards come out now. Um, you know, it could be a pre pretty advantageous. I mean, even if, you know, I don't know who knows about Nighthawk, but that's that's a three-cost card. So that's that's a really good three-cost card. So if we have things like that, we could we could see ourselves, you know, being able to play this card. And, you know, it's it becomes the lesser of two evils. What, what do I want to get rid of if someone's trying to get rid of one of your cards? You know, they may have to make a tough choice. So anyway... I, I like it. I think it's pretty good and definitely, definitely a bomb in limited. So, uh, on to blue. Blue, with with blue we see that uh, Jace seems to be in control, of course. And along with that comes card draw. So a lot of spells revolving around Jace and card draw. The, uh, the creature that I was mentioning that you could possibly use, the uh, Sun Titan along with, is the Aether, Aether or Aether Adept. It's one blue-blue, and when it comes into play, it unsummons. It's a 2-2 two -two for 
one blue blue and unsummon. So, I mean, we've seen with Mana War, we've seen the unsummon work very well with blue before. Now, if you were to play, yeah, I mean, it's, it's heavy blue and heavy wide if you were to play the Sun Titan and the Aether Adept together, but that's still, I mean, that's still a three-for-one tactic there. There's plenty that you can do with, with Aether Adept as it stands. It's a great card. It, it, unsummoning a creature right off, that can change the game from the very beginning. So, it's, I mean, it's great late game. It's great early game. It's just a great, great creature all around. It's great returning it from the graveyard. It's great. It's just a good creature. It's very solid. The other thing, Scry is back. Pretty much everyone's excited to see that. So the fact that they're using keyword uh, like like these higher level card abilities in the the main set, the core set is being talked about. It's great. Scry is just makes makes for better creatures, makes for better cards. It's it's a great blue utility. It's great for any utility. Uh, even if blue blue is the only color that ends up seeing this, it's a great utility to come into M11. So that's one thing that pretty much everyone's looking forward to. Uh, also, blue sees one card that's pretty interesting because blue se seldom sees any even remotely decent removal. So it's nice to see a pseudo removal like diminish one one blue. Uh, just a blue, and a creature becomes a 1-1 one, one and tap that creature. So that's 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 basically removal. I mean, it can remove a creature from a turn if it's not blocking or attacking, or it can just flat out destroy a creature if you've got a blocker or an attacker. It's just, it's good. It's pseudo removal, but pseudo removal is all the blue really can ever hope for, so you got to take what you can get, and I think that they'll take that. And the fact it's instant, uh, definitely, is nice. So, then we got moving on to Black. Black is run by Liliana, of course, and Discard comes into play, as always. Um, with, with that, there's all the cards revolve, or there are several cards, I should say, several spells revolving around Discard and the advantages of it. Um, along with that, there is a Captivating Vampire that comes out, and it looks like possibly this could be replacing Vampire Nocturnus. If that is true, then it's a sad, sad day for vampire players everywhere, because although it's, it's a decent vampire, it's nowhere near Vampire Nocturnus, um, which means that vampires are going to have a tough, tough go at it from, from here on out. Captivating Vampire uh, reads that uh, other vampires get plus one, plus one, tap five vampires, gain control of target creature, uh, gain control of target creature, it becomes a vampire in addition to its other types. So, it also costs uh, one and two black. So, it's, uh, it's, it's a good creature. But is it Nocturnus? No, it doesn't make your vampires flying. It doesn't make them two one. It's you know it's it's a good creature, but it's also easier to kill. It only pumps other vampires. Yeah. So anyway, enough said about that. Uh, it looks like corrupt is out, or I mean corrupt is in. 
corrupt is back, and tendrils assume we assume is out. So corrupt being a spell, you know, five, one black and five colorless to uh, deal damage to target creature or player equal to the number of swamps you control. So it's cool because it, it targets a creature or a player. It sucks that it costs six, and it sucks even worse that it's a sorcery. So, I mean, you know, another sad day for vampire players that run tendrils because it's... Uh, tendrils is instant speed and definitely good removal. So that's... I, I like Corrupt. I think it's powerful. It's fun. But I don't know that I like it more than Tendrils. In fact, I know I don't. The other card that's interesting in black seems to be Reassembling Skeleton. Many people have discussed this card already. You know, it's it's two for a 1-1 one, one Skeleton that you can pay... Well, it's a, it's a black and a colorless for a 1-1 one, one Skeleton that you can pay black and a colorless to return it from the graveyard to play tapped. So, that's sweet because it's like an unlimited engine. But, of course, it is a weak Skeleton, you know, if it gets pumped or something. But other than that... I think I see this mostly being used for the engine, but we'll see. Who knows? Uh, moving on to red. Red is, of course, run by Chandra. And, of course, as always, Chandra is just into blasting fools. She just likes dropping the bombs on your face. And that's pretty much what what this the red in this set, and at least her cards, seem to revolve around. Uh, Bolt is back, of course. Duh. This is one thing I think is kind of weird. Is like, you know, people are excited because Bolt is back, but I, I thought really that we'd learned that a couple months ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty positive I remember Mike Flores, and if not, you know, it was mentioned in Magic the Gathering articles on their actual website that Bolt would be back. So I, I don't know if that's a real shock to people or if, you know, maybe some people just don't read that much into it. But Bolt is back, so that's awesome. Uh, I think red needs it, and I don't think it's overwhelmingly powerful anyway anymore. Uh, let's see. So we've got the uh, Spitfire, the Chandra Spitfire, which is a flying 1-3 for 2 and a red. When opponent is dealt non-combat damage, it gets plus 3, plus 0 until the end of turn. So... Obviously, this is your uh, flying kiln fiend, more or less. At least it is when you're playing red, because you can just start set him flying on the attack, blast someone with a lightning bolt, and there you go. I mean, what more do you really need? It's just it's a face stomper under the right circumstances. Late game, maybe when you're out of gas, then it becomes not so exciting, but... For red, this should be no problem to really put through some damage. And then uh, Chandra's Outrage. Two red-red deals four to creature and two to its controller. Four damage to target creature and two damage to that creature's controller. That is, uh, that is a sick spell, and I think we've pretty much all admitted that, that that will see some play for sure. I mean, yeah, it's four... But but doing a two for one is always a good thing, regardless. So that's that's a pretty si pretty sick spell, and uh, it's nice to see the interaction between the planeswalkers and their spells. Which brings us to green, Garuk and his beasties or companions, as they like to call them, which I think is a little creepy and weird, but that's all right. 
Garouk can have all the the companions that he wants. Now, I, you know, Garrick, Garouk, whatever. Everyone seems to be calling it diff something different, but uh, so to begin with, I will say there is a new spell called Cultivate. It's two and a green sorcery. Basically, you search your library for two basic lands, and you put one into play and one in into your hand, and that's cool. Um, I, I, you know, definitely green's always been good at having the uh, mana acceleration, but it kind of makes you wonder if that's the only mana acceleration other than like birds and Llanowar that's going to be in there. Because um, they're used to, you know, green is used to seeing a two cost mana acceleration, so we'll see what happens. But And then, let's see, Garuk's Companion. Green, green, 3-2 Trample. That's just, that's a great card. I mean, if you're if you're in green... Who's not going to pick that card? 3-2 Trample on turn 2. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and <laughs> Garouk's Pack Leader. 4 green, four and a green. 4-4 four, four, when another creature with 3 or greater power enters the battlefield under your control, control draw a card. That is sick. Uh, I mean, obviously a bomb in Limited... And and it's it, it's possible to use that in some way uh, to to get some advantage out of that in in a standard too I would assume if a real creature deck starts coming out again maybe similar to the old elves that would be a pretty tight card but we'll see you know I mean we've seen what what elves in extended had done when they were able to use card drawing along with their creatures. But uh, we'll see if we'll see if that ends up happening at all with the pack leader, or if he's just another another creature that gets killed as soon as he hits the board. Other than that, uh, the lands we'll see a return of the M10 lands, which is what can I say? I mean, that's pretty sweet. They are some very good duels. They're relatively inexpensive. They'll probably even come down in price now that M11 is going to have them. And, and they're efficient, and it's good. I think it's good for everyone to be able to get some dual lands because in the past, dual lands have just made things relatively unfair to where people that wanted to, to begin to play the game just couldn't even afford to compete because they didn't have lands that they could play. So that's, that's nice. Um, also, there are there's another new feature that's... or not new feature, returning feature in M11 that I think is insanely ridiculous and retarded which is uh yeah sorry that my pc version retarded far be it for me to ever say retarded but this is retarded is the coin flip and that is uh yeah there's there's cards at least one card that allows you to coin flip a coin to get uh to be able to draw cards and it's it's just stupid so i don't know why someone feels like implementing coin flipping into the game uh probably just to annoy other people, but anyway, that's, so that's that, and, you know, annoyance is, is, is definitely a part of the game, I, I dig annoying people as frequently as possible, but, but I don't think even I could stoop to the level of flipping coins constantly, that would just, I don't know, that would be maddening even to me, so, anyway, uh, moving on to the comments, which I only, only received two on the last show, but that's cool. Uh, Curry Bow 
on uh, on the episode said woo tangent, which is sweet. Always good to hear that. And then uh, actually, infant number one had a uh, a very good thought out uh, comment that I will read here. He said, "I think you're placing way too much." Or he said, "Great show, keep them coming." think you're placing way too much emphasis on the win. I've conceded a first round draft after demolishing my opponent before before due to not being able to play the second and third rounds. As far as taking a hit to your ratings points, they honestly do not matter for anything except bragging rights and getting a buy at a Grand Prix. Often those bragging rights are in my opinion false as well. One of my friends is highly rated but on the back of 16 WPN events with no real competition. Now, if he got there through the PTQ grind and the associated ups and downs that go with that, then he would have more of a right to the my ratings better than yours. But that is just my two cents, especially not knowing your rating or the amount of work you put in to get there. I feel lucky I broke 1700 again about a month back. Well, first of all, I'd have to say that's it's awesome. I appreciate the the thought that you that you went into uh, to writing that. It's a great comment, and uh, and I definitely appreciate it. Uh, the only thing I would say is, well, a win is a win is just. I mean, a win is what it's all about when it comes to trying to get onto the pro tour, which is what I'm I'm working my way to. Now that being said, I don't have to win every time. But and and also when it came to game day, which I was talking about, that you're referring to uh it would have been nice to be able to you know to actually beat him and be able to say that i did win the thing i've gotten fourth and third and now second and getting almost there isn't going to cut it when it comes to ptqs i can't just get almost there in a ptq i've got to win the ptq which means i have to go for it i can't hold back I can't make myself a better player if I just settle for losing all the time. I, I have to try and win. Though I do I do understand what you're saying, and I do appreciate it. As far as ratings go, that's just for me. Uh, it has nothing to do. I know that it doesn't mean anything, really, overall. But my, you know, ever since Grand Prix Seattle, my rating's been climbing and climbing. And, uh, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jeopardize it because I quit. That's the key. It has nothing to do with... If I lose, I lose. Then I lost rating due to actually losing. I don't want to concede a game so that someone else can win a tournament and then lose rating points as a result of it when I'm trying to help them out. That, to me, is ridiculous. To me, my rating shows me... gives me some idea of how far I've come. It's not. It's not accurate as to how great of a player a person is because it but but to some extent it is because once you hit a certain point it's very hard to climb unless you're playing against better people so your rating matters to some extent and doesn't matter to another extent a person could come in having never played the game and just know a lot about cards know a great poker player can come into magic and as soon as he finds out the ins and outs of the game he can just blow someone away and have no rating at all but that's just because, you know, it's it's about the player. That's true, and it's and how quickly you climb is based on how much you work you put in. That's that's all true. But I'm just saying, like my rating does matter to me. It matters to me to see how far I've come. Now it, it it's not the end all be all. And when I lose, I don't cry about it. But I 
I don't like to just throw it away either. Otherwise, what's the point in ever even being a part of the DCI thing? I mean, it's just, you might as well just play with your friends. You know, it's just, that's, to me, that's the way I feel about it. But anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. Um, you know, other than that, oh, the PTQ this weekend, uh, well, Friday I started not feeling all that hot. Saturday I was definitely not feeling all that hot. And so I was pretty much sick with like the stomach virus or whatever. And at 3 o'clock in the morning when I had the opportunity to play the PTQ, I decided to shut my alarm off and go back to sleep because although I, <laughs> I'm pretty serious about playing when I'm uh, sick and dehydrated and jacked up, I'm really not that down with it. So I just decided to move on and we'll uh, kick it, stomp some faces next weekend, but not this weekend. That just just wasn't down with it. And uh, anyway, so uh, let's see what else we got. I just wanted to show some love out there to once again to Monday Night Magic and uh, and Tom and you know Chris from the the, the uh, good old Road Warrior. Yeah, I just I want to show the appreciation for these guys for what they do for the podcasting community and for hosting my show. I like to throw that out there every now and then. Uh, some other shows, you know, Freed from the Real and uh, Limited Resources, good shows out there. I just wanted wanted to give some love. Uh, thanks once again, uh, Tom and uh, the Monday Night Magic Jack on this last show for once again making me want to drive my car off the road because I was about ready to throw up with all the wonderful talk about gashing your heel off and, uh, you know, penis talk and all that great stuff. It was uh, it was really entertaining, so I, I totally dig that. Uh, other than that, yeah, um, hey guys, send me some uh, some comments. Send me some comments, some emails, let me respond. You know, I'm looking for a host, uh, co-host still, so we'll see what, what happens in the near future here. Get someone else on here to rap with me so it's not quite so dull. Someone's sitting here talking to you uh, by themselves. So that's always really exciting. Um, magic sock, I am not. But anyway, so, yeah, until then, uh, I think I'm pretty much done. I'll, I'll hit, hit the PTQ this weekend, let you know how that goes. And until then... I think I'm pretty much done. Um, Manascrewed at gmail.com. TangentDYN on Twitter and TangentDYN on Moto. So hit me up online and we'll uh, play some games or, you know, whatever. Rap a little bit. Anyway, until next week, I am out. Later. Later.